Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Ho, 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 you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party Radio Show, and it's good to be back with you. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and it is an exciting, exciting week, this last week before Christmas. I hope everybody's got their Christmas list written down and have mailed, uh, mailed them off to Santa Claus. And we're going to give a special email to Santa Claus to tell him when it comes to Washington and these bunch of uh, liberals, there needs to be a whole lot of coal because there's been some naughty, naughty, naughty legislatures in the city of Washington, D.C. When I'm talking about spending, it's absolutely unbelievable. Wait to the end of the year. The Democrats had control of the Senate and the House, and they would not, would not make a budget, would not create a budget. I think that's one reason they got kicked out of power in the House of Representatives. They should have got kicked out of the Senate. And now they're trying to throw everything together where nobody has time to read. They're saying their back's against the wall. we got to do this or the government's shutting down. I say, shut down the government. Let Santa Claus bring a sack full of coal and let them go back home. We should have gotten rid of more than we did. 63 is a good start. I'll tell you that. Uh, we, but we have a great, great show this week. It's a week before Christmas, and we're going to keep it on a very bright and happy uh, note, most of the show, I just, we when you talk about Washington, D.C., there's some things that just sort of causes your nostrils to flare up with the stench that still comes out of that city. Even after November 2nd, the people who did, the people who are in the leadership of this lame duck session of Congress did not get the message, and the audacity hope has become the desperation of liberalism, statism. It's, it's a desperate game. They are players to keep. Even when they are politically dead, they come back alive just like vampires from the grave. It's time to get this lame duck session over with, and let's let the American people have some peace and quiet until January 4th, and maybe we can get some things turned around in this country. But this week's show is going to be a great, great show. I'm glad you're here. We're going to talk about some Christmas cheer, believe it or not. But we're also going to talk about... Uh, the current issues that the lame duck session of Congress is dealing with, therefore American citizens are having to deal with, and the Tea Party's having to deal with. And we're also going to talk to a special Tea Party enthusiast. And we've talked about on this show before how anytime there is a, a movement in the society or the culture, we see the arts community coming together. And it's no different in this Tea Party movement. And on this week's show, we have a special guest who's been at many tea parties providing music, and it's, it's good to hear an artist to give his point of view, what got him involved, and why he can create and write songs about a movement that nobody even heard about two years ago. So we're going to have him on a special interview. Bill Beatty will be coming on in just a few minutes, so uh, don't... Don't turn off the show now because you got you got to hear this interview with Bill Beatty. And we're also going to get into our Rock of Liberty speech. Again, we're going to do it a little bit different. There's a phenomena happened 
to me, this week has never happened in my whole life, and I'm going to talk about that on the Rock of Liberty speech. So listen to the show. Let's get right into the news right now. What a great day for those who oppose the health care bill that came into law when finally a federal judge named Henry Hudson declared it unconstitutional. It's about time, we all saying. But I want to give thanks to uh, the Attorney General of the State of Virginia, Ken Cuccinelli. And uh, Cuccinelli has done an outstanding job of his team. And I think somebody asked, you know, how many, how much money is it costing the State of Virginia to, uh, to uh, do this lawsuit? And he said, uh, I think it was less than $1,000, said he's using himself and his staff. And he said, the trouble is, if they do not stop Obamacare, it's going to cost the state of Virginia billion, over a billion dollars for one state, for one state, for all the cost it's going to do to create the massive bureaucracy and putting things into place. We have got to stop this Obamacare, repeal it, repeal it, repeal it. But let's get it in the courts. And the liberals for years have used the courts to push things. This time the conservatives put something together and say, this is unconstitutional. When you can mandate somebody has to buy a government product, everybody that lives in the United States that is a citizen of the United States has to buy this government project product, then what, what can the government not do? What? Just just. Cut out the Tenth Amendment and throw it away. It's not in the Constitution. If the federal government can do whatsoever it wants to, whoever it wants to, that is not in the... We don't see that in the United States Constitution. The Tenth Amendment protects us from that. The state of Virginia is looking at that, and a, and a federal judge has declared uh, that part of it unconstitutional. And we know. And we know from uh, what we've talked about in our past shows what they call the severability clause. Whenever a, a law is put together in Congress, they have a severability clause, meaning if one part is found unconstitutional, then the other parts stand. But everybody knows in this mad rush for these uh, obnoxious uh, leaders in the Democratic Party who pushed this thing against the will of the American people, signing the law by President Obama after arm-twisting and promising and seeing the, the ugly, ugly uh, sausage-making legislation that just called out the Louisiana Purchase and the Cornhusker kickback and all the junk that was put into this thing that made it just uh, stink to high heaven. And yet it became law. But, you know, the fact that Scott Brown was elected in, in, to take Ted Kennedy's seat forced the Senate to uh, rush everything through, forced the House against their own uh, better judgment. They didn't like the Senate version, but they had to pass the Senate version or get nothing. The whole thing reeks and reeks of poor legislation, poor political uh, uh, uh gamesmanship, if what are you going to call it, because it costs so many people their jobs. My congressman in my district, he's, he's done. He's, he's toast. He's, he's, he's did his couple years, a little bit over a couple years, and he's out. And there's a new guy going in because of Obamacare. He didn't even vote for Obamacare. But it stunk so bad that nobody was going to listen to anybody that the Democrats had to put up around here. And I'm telling you, 
This thing stinks to high heaven. It still does. But because of the severability, the lack of a severability clause in the health care bill, because it had to be forced into uh, legislation, they forgot to put the severability clause in. They were going to do it whenever the House and the Senate got together and mesh out the differences and get the final passage. But it couldn't happen because Scott Brown was elected senator in Ted Kennedy's seat, and that one vote caused everything to be pushed fast forward, had to do the Senate ver version, and there was no severability clause. So therefore, if any part is found unconstitutional, the whole entire law falls down like a house of cards. And there'll be political people trying to keep it up. I'm telling you, this is something that uh, needs to happen. It needs to fall down, and let's repeal this thing. We can repeal it through legislation. The courts have struck it down. It needs to stay struck down. Of course, we know it'll go on to the Supreme Court. But I'm telling you, uh, you need to write or email Ken Cuccinelli, Attorney General of the State of Virginia, and say thank you and work, keep working hard to get this thing uh, declared unconstitutional, not only for the state of Virginia, but for every state in the nation. Wherever you live, you need to give uh, the Virginia Attorney General a good thank you and, uh, and pat on the back and tell him, keep working hard. We have so much to do. And that, and that was just on the health care bill. What is going on in this lame duck session of Congress? Look at the omnibus omnibus spending bill over a trillion dollars because this democratic leadership would not pass a budget for the election here we are at the end of the year they're begging saying you got to get this done and all it is is a bunch of booby traps sneak attacks all kind of things written in a uh, almost 2,000 pages 2,000 pages nobody has a chance to read or even understand and they're saying get this thing passed or the government shuts down. We need to call their bluff, say shut the government down, give everybody a couple of weeks of vacation, let them go home. We got, we got so many people that are just just using, using the government workers as a, as a, like a ping pong table going back and forth. Well, I'm telling the liberal Democrats have done it one time too many. It's time to call their bluff, say, let's wait to January. Y'all had a chance this year, had a whole year to do it. You get your backs up against the wall on purpose. You planned it that way. Say, we got to get this through. I'm telling you, the Tea Party people ought to stand up and say, this stinks to our heaven. We don't want to be seeing something right here on the verge of Christmas with all the nonsense going on in this lame duck session of Congress. This should be this should be the first uh, shot of the 2012 campaign. Say, get these idiots out of leadership. Senator Harry Reid has done nothing but just hurt this country by his lack of leadership. And the people in the state of Nevada, I I'm sorry for those who see the light and how you ever got this guy back into leadership. And put him back in the Senate, I'll, I'll never understand. But I know we'll have to live with it. But I'm saying we ought to just shut down that lame duck session of Congress. Pray for a snowstorm and shut down the whole city if the people up there that are leading this country don't have any more sense than they're showing right now. The lame duck session of Congress should not be working on legislation, bringing up new things because they're trying to pass things and put things in bills because they know the Democrats are out of the position of absolute power that they've held for the last couple of years. 
And I'm telling you, it's something that we have got to do as a Tea Party. We've got to stand strong. You call your representatives in Washington as long as this lame duck session of Congress is going on, we can't go to sleep. So be awake of what's going on and stay in tune. And I told you we're going to have some good cheer. <laughs> and it's coming right here. we got Bill Beatty coming on the line here. And I want to tell you a little bit about Bill. I saw him at a tea party and, in, uh, and heard him play. Great voice, great music. And he's put these things together so he can give back to the Tea Party. He wants to give back to America by standing strong for freedom, standing strong for the principles that have made American great, America great and the Constitution. And this is a part of that artistic network that comes through any society, any culture, when there's a major movement. Last week, we talked about the Tea Party Review. And those who didn't hear that show, go back and listen to about the Tea Party Review magazine, new magazine about the Tea Party, for the Tea Party, by the Tea Party. And go to uh, my website, uh, go to Doc Holliday's Tea Party and punch on the banner, or go to my website, www.teaparty.ms, and there uh, you can see a couple of banners to the Tea Party It'll show you how to get right to the Tea Party Review. And click on those banners and uh, and see what this magazine's about. And Bill Beatty is right here along with us uh, talking about the music and what's coming through the music in the Tea Party movement. And you remember a few weeks back we had Amy Marsh. She was an artistic designer, designing T-shirts and art. Uh, so this is a movement that you see coming up from the grassroots. And it's it's not going away, folks. I know all you liberals that are listening, you're thinking, it's time to get rid of the Tea Party. It's not going away. The roots are getting deeper. Roots are getting stronger. People are getting smarter, more experienced, and we are coming on strong. So let's talk to Bill Beatty. Bill, welcome to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Thank you, Doc. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be talking with you tonight. Well, we're glad to have you here, and I've told our listeners that one of the things that excites me about the tea party movement is the way it has a so much uh, depth and breadth uh, uh, across our country and one of the parts of the, in the in the artistic community the community of arts of course music's a part of that and you are a musician and uh, a, a great singer i've heard you sing and play and yet you have uh, decided to put your efforts and energies into the tea party movement what what brought that about well, uh, you know, first of all, I, I believe in what the Tea Party is all about and what it's trying to do. And, um, you know, I had the idea to write songs that reflected a different point of view after listening for years and years and years to uh, the way the, uh, the, the left in this country has used popular music to get its ideas across. And um, about 15 years ago, it suddenly hit me one day, why doesn't somebody write a song that, that, that follows some of the things that I believe? And um, I, I just kind of just sat down one day and started writing, and, and um, next thing I knew, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I had written quite a few songs that kind of had a little bit more of a, a uh, politically conservative um, point of view you know, in the song, and um, when the Tea Party thing kind of began to happen, it, it hit me that that's the perfect place to, to where I would find an audience for the songs I had written. 
And, and Bill, uh, one thing I don't—I uh, was going to ask you now. When did you uh, just when when you go to when did you go to your first tea party? Did you go as a spectator? Or did somebody invite you to sing the first one? Or, uh, how, well, the, the first one I went to uh, is uh, was the one uh, back in um, I think it was in uh, March, late March, I think, in Tupelo. Uh, the Tea Party uh, That's Tupelo, Mississippi. there, and uh, in fact, I think you and I had corresponded by email prior to that because I remember meeting you there. Right. And I just kind of j- just walked around, just trying to meet everybody I could, and more or less push myself on people, uh, you know, with the idea that, hey, look, you know, um, give me a chance here. I can, I can add a little something different. I'm not a speaker. I do my, my speaking through my songs. And um, it just, you know, I, I think the most people, when they see a guy with a guitar, the last thing they expect is to hear um, patriotic songs. And conservative songs. <laughs> exactly. And um, so I, I think there was maybe not resistance, just, it was just something nobody had thought about, and uh, I, uh, I I started playing at these things, and it just the momentum just kind of built up, and um, I I can't tell you how many of them I played, and the thing about it is um, they are just they are an absolute blast to go to. Well, you got that, you know. It's it's seeing people get fired up and patriotic and 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 coming together in in one voice. It's, it is an exciting exactly, time. and uh, and and that's what it's going to take to save this country from socialism. Well, Bill, I, uh, we're going to talk again in just a minute. I was going to remind our listeners: you're listening to Doc Holiday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holiday. You're listening to us on WebTalkRadio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and we are talking with Bill Beatty. And Bill is a musician, singer, songwriter, and we're glad to have him on the show. He's telling us about how this Tea Party movement is uh, affecting the arts world and, and calling people coming forth. And, Bill, I know you're not the only one. I've met several folks like you at, at different Tea Parties, and there is, it's exciting to me to see really across the nation people offering whatever they have in far as creativity to the Tea Party so I want to thank you for that, but I also want to ask you now, as far as your songs, uh, since you've have you been writing new songs since uh, the Tea Party started? If, about some of the crowds or some of the feelings you got uh, going to a Tea Party? I've I've written quite a few, um, and um, whenever I get around to doing the next CD, <laughs> they will uh, populate the the uh, uh, the disc. All right. Um, I. Uh, um, have written several songs uh, pertaining to uh, um, you know things like our troops, and um, you know one song in particular that I, that I do I've done at just about every Tea Party rally I've played at. I can't think of one I haven't that I played at that I didn't do this song. But I took the the, the patriotic song that we all sang as kids, America, and kind of did a I do a kind of a folky version of that and then I wrote a little extra piece of a song on the end of it that it's basically um, paying tribute to a, a, a fallen soldier and, well, and, um, and I'm telling I, my audience that yeah I've heard I've heard it uh, several times and, and, and it is very 
touching, very, uh, just a moving song. And to hear you up there singing and, and playing, and it's something that always affects the audience. Well, it does. I mean, I, I, the first time I did it, I, I actually did it on the uh, 4th of July um, at my church. And the um, 4th of July, several years ago, actually, before there was a Tea Party movement. Uh-huh. And um, there were there were people with tears in their eyes, and uh, I thought, wow, uh, <laughs> this song goes way beyond anything I'm smart enough to write, <laughs> well, you know. And, that, and that's uh, something about the creative uh, part that, uh, you know, an artist can bring to, to uh, the, the, you know, to, to bring out the human emotions. That's part of the art, and, and seeing that in the Tea Party movement, it excites me because I know that uh, what we're seeing is something that has touched society and culture in such a way, the Tea Party movement, that the artists like you and others, that helps dig the roots deeper, and the movement is actually getting stronger. And like we've said so many times, the liberals would love for this movement to go away, and they think, well, that's one election. Thank goodness it's over with, and we'll get back to business. Yeah, and that's, well, that, that that's, why they, that's why they lie about what the Tea Party's all about. Um, you know, I see people all the time that that uh, you know when I they'll say, "Well, where have you been playing?" and uh, and I'll say, "Well, I've been doing a bunch of tea party rallies." And is a tea party? Well, isn't it just a bunch of bigots? You know? Mm-hmm. And I come, yeah. no, that's that's just your media lying to you again. You know? And that's the other thing. And <laughs> go to one. Go to one. And and I know the pay is not very good for tea parties. I know my speaking fees are zero. <laughs> so. Well, but you know what? It, it's um, it, 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 I, I'm not I'm not worried about you know the money end up. That, and that's that exactly goes. what I was bringing out. It's it's seeing the enthusiasm from you and others bringing what they can to this movement, and that's what helps this movement. Uh, I, you know, it's the grassroots, and I, I love the, when the liberals say, "Oh, it's astroturf." Well, I, I, I don't know where. If somebody's throwing money out, I hadn't grabbed any of it. But no, but, uh, um, but it's exciting to see the grassroots people like you, Bill Beatty, come out and and make the songs. And what I'd like for you to do, of course, we got a nationwide audience here. There's people maybe listening that got the same skills like you do. And and uh, what would you tell the other artists that uh, that are lean conservative, but they've never even thought about you know uh, getting out and supporting through music conservative principles of the Tea Party? Well, I would tell them get on the bandwagon and get on it now, because uh, this is this is something that. Uh, um, I, I have seen it grow just since uh, March or April of this past year, and uh, you know, uh, 2012 is right around the corner. You, you think we could have a conservative Woodstock? <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so. Well, maybe, but, maybe we'll see that happen here in the next two years. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there are, are, are artists all over the country um, that that are involved um, already. You know, one of the songs on my CD that I've got out now um, was picked up to be used on um, a compilation CD that that the Tea Party is actually, the National Tea Party is is behind. It's being sold to uh, raise money for America's Mighty Warriors. Mm, That's a good project. It is. And there's about, I can't remember exactly, something like 40 different artists that have contributed a song 
Um, it's a it's a, a two CD and one DVD package, and I I don't think it's available yet. But when it is, you can you can go to their website, either the Tea Party website or uh, www.americasmightywarriors.org, and get a copy of it. I don't know what the cost is, but every nickel uh, that that they they collect is going to go to that. Uh, charitable organization. Well, good, and, and uh, it's a, it's a real good cause, and um, I was I was thrilled and delighted and honored and humbled that they wanted to use one of my songs. Uh, well, your your songs are very worthy to be on that, and I'm glad to hear you on that. And Bill, we're coming up to the end of the interview right now, and and I, before uh, we let you go, I do want. Do you have a website that people I can do. Uh, check uh, your it's, songs it's, out? Uh, it's uh, www.lsmrecords.com, and uh, if you Google my name, there's two Bill Beatys on the internet. I'm not the guy that's that's into astrology. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I guess that's good to know. Then you're you're, yeah. you're the one that's not into astrology. Right. <laughs> well, sometimes I get that same thing. The Doc Holiday, there's a. There's a Doc Holiday with the uh, internet radio show. That's me. And there's a Doc Holiday with Red State, uh, uh, some column in or blog in Red State. But uh, that that's not the Doc Holiday that's on the radio. So uh, <laughs> I got the same thing for Google. So, but uh, uh, this is the week of uh, Christmas. Uh, we've got Christmas coming up Saturday. So uh, what? Uh, any on, on saying goodbye? What would you want to say uh, to everybody? I would just say Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Uh, thank you so much, Bill, and we'll have to have you on again sometime. I'd love to do it. And that was Bill Beatty, a musician, a songwriter, singer, just uh, uh, another great person of the Tea Party movement where people are bringing their skills and talents together. It's so good to have him on the show, and we'll, uh, uh, you can check out his website, like I said, at uh, www.lsmrecords.com and and uh, and check out what he has there on his website. I also want to tell you about, uh, before we get into Rock of Liberty speech, just remind you, go to my website, www.teaparty.ms. That's teaparty.ms. And there on the website, you'll see uh, I do have my book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. We got it on this be the last week. We're going to have it on special, $10 including shipping. Appreciate those who have bought it. And if you haven't got it or if you got a liberal friend that needs a Christmas gift, that's, that's what you need to give them. But listen, we are glad to have you listening because like I've told you before in the weeks before, we have worked together, you and me, a team, and I appreciate what you've done. And we've, we've found out how... We can uh, move this country forward. Why we got to keep working hard, and that's what we're talking about here on the Doc Holiday's Tea Party. So, but Bill Beatty, a couple of nuggets I got from the conversation of him is that he is not alone. There are other artists out there, and like he's talked about, I think forty putting together this record for the uh, Mighty Warrior F Foundation, or the what he mentioned, and that. That, to me, shows you the widespread depth and breadth of this movement in the artistic community. I think we're going to see. I last said I don't know if we'll have a conservative Woodstock. But you know what? You know, 
I, we're not going to have a Crosby, Stills, and Nash coming out in a uh, anti-establishment, but we are the anti-establishment movement, and we need some folks like uh, similar to what Crosby, Stills, and Nash were doing. We need some people singing against Obamacare, and and because the, there's death panels coming. Look at what's going on in Britain. If you don't believe there's death panels coming, just look at the health care in Britain, in Great Britain, and see what's going on. And I'm telling you, there's some things going on as far as what we need to be doing as the Tea Party movement, we are, uh, when you look at babies in the baby crib and you look at the children in school, and I look at my children and think, this government is ripping them off. They are ripping off the young people. If you're in college, get engaged in the Tea Party movement because you are being ripped off. Uh, so so with every time they borrow more money, I'm telling you, your future is getting darker and darker and young people have got to start understanding this. The more, more debt that this country has, the less future of happiness and goodness will be, uh, you'll be able to have. So, so get involved with the Tea Party movement, all ages. We're really uh, getting ready to turn the corner now. And the other thing as far as Bill Beatty was talking about, the other nugget I was going to tell you about is not only or people getting involved like Bill and writing songs, but we're also seeing that when these artists come together, they can do some good, just like uh, we're talking about the 40 artists coming together to raise money and all the money going to the uh, Mighty Warriors Fund. These are things that are happening within the Tea Party movement that is uh, helping the communities. So the Tea Party movement is not only trying to save our country, but at the same time, we're doing good things about it. So as we uh, approach this Christmas season, I got a Rock of Liberty speech I'm going to tell you about. And let me tell you about what happened to me on a, from a Tea Party speech. I was walking the other day. I live in a neighborhood that got a, got a large lake, and sometimes it gets muddy. Yeah, but I like walking around the levee, and it's got a little... Not a deep forest, but you got plenty of woods away from houses and things that uh, get a nice little walk in. But I was going, I was doing a, a little slow jog that I do, jogging and thinking and thinking about the tea party and the, this show and my listeners and what needs to be said. And But I was jogging, it was, it was uh, early in the morning and it started when it's dark before the sun came up and of course it got lighter and and being fall, the leaves have about all gone off the hardwood trees. And I got up to the lake, and I was going to run up on the levee, but it's muddy. And thought, well, I don't want to go, uh, I don't want to have to clean my shoes to get the mud out of all my running cleats and shoes. So I, I thought, well, I'm not going to do that. But then something just compelled me. Let's just make a good run through the forest there. And let me run up on the levee. So I got up on the levee, and, and I'll be... Something has never happened in all my life. I saw the sun. It was a cloudy day, but the sun just peeped over the horizon. It was at my back, and that it was like one beam of light shining on a large tree. It had like three trunks, and that large tree was pink. I'm telling you, it was pink. It's a fiery pink. Now, I'm not saying it's like Moses and the burning bush. There's nothing on fire. But I'm telling you that that gray-barked tree with no limbs on it and, and all those and other, other trees around it, 
There was no light on them. I don't understand it. It's just one beam of light cutting through the clouds in such a way as that solid light shone on that three-trunk tree, and it was a fiery pink color. And it stayed that way. And I ran to it. I thought, my goodness, I've never seen this before. I ran to that tree. And as I got there, I, I didn't know what to do. I took my gloves off. It's cold. I had my gloves on. Took my gloves off and stood there. And, it's, and like I said, it wasn't a burning bush, but it was something I'd never seen before. And then within about two minutes, it's less than two minutes, the, the pink faded away. Everything was gray. All the other, it was just like all the other trees. But for that brief moment of a couple minutes, it was solid pink. And, not, and the trees around it were gray. And there was a few evergreens here and there, but mostly hardwoods. And I'm telling you, they were all gray. And I don't understand how that one beam of light sh shined right across the lake, right against this, those, uh, that three-trunk tree. But what happens when something like that happens, it makes me think, now, why did that happen? What does that mean? You know, like uh, Shakespeare, when there was a shooting star, there's something about to happen. And so I went on ran down the levee and and then i got to the spillway at the lake there's this wide spillway it runs about 40 yards i guess from the where the where the water flow overflow water falls down the spillway and i got there and there's no water trickling down maybe just a little trickle and what had happened a lot of debris had piled up a lot of junk had just you know limbs and leaves and and it piled up, and it had made a little dam right there at the spillway. So being all boy, I, you know, I'm a grown man or something about me that, like I guess most men, all men probably, I just couldn't stand seeing that dam right there. I just had to pull a, pull a limb out of there and see what happened. And, of course, the water started flowing, and, and then it came a gush of water. And I ran down the side of that spillway all the way to the end to see where it flowed in the little lake. I told you, there's a lot of boy in me now. But there was the sun. That, that sun was rising and still cloudy, but there's enough sunlight. And the sun started beaming down as, as I was watching that water that had, a, had, had been released from the little uh, dam of debris. And as it flowed, I got there just before the heavy water started coming down it was just a little trickle then a huge amount of water just started pouring down into off the spillway right into the little uh, pond ahead now what does that mean why am i telling this story what's happening with the tea party is these bunch of corrupt politicians a bunch of liberals who think of nothing but statism they've been the debris and the dead wood dead weight has been complicating the flow of America and the flow of constitutional government. And what the Tea Party's done is pulled out a little, a couple of limbs and we're allowing that, that reservoir of the American dream, the reservoir of American liberty and democracy to pour down and, and flow. And we're letting it flow once again, like Abraham Lincoln said about the Mississippi River after Vicksburg was defeated. Once again, the father of waters flows unvexed to the sea. And that's what the Tea Party movement is doing. We're taking away that debris that's damming up what American freedom means. That's damming up the, the Constitution. 
and it's gumming up all the things that should be working. And the Tea Party movement, the effort we're making, we see it flow down just like that water flow down through the spillway. And I heard it hit that uh, pond with a big force. And that reminds me, every time where the Tea Party movement is going on, it's hitting the other elections. It's flowing. It's, it's causing ripple effects to other elections, other places. And what you're doing is working. You cannot stop. We've just taken a few sticks out of that gummed up dam that's stopping the flow of American freedom. So keep up the good work. And we are going to be back next week for another great show. And I tell you, next week we got an exciting new congressman-elect that's going to tell us about what's going on. And he's just gotten back from the, the meeting of the new freshman congressman in Washington, D.C. And he's going to be with us next week. And we're going to talk about the future in 2011 and the future of America and what this past election is going to mean as we see the water of freedom flow forward and what we can do as the Tea Party movement. So God bless you. See you next week. And don't stop working for the Tea Party. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.